0: 9 and 10 Proverbs chapter 3 verses 9 and 10 honor the Lord with your possessions and with the firstfruits of all your increase so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine father I pray today by the power of your word and spirit that you would speak to us and that you speak to us clearly give us ears to hear give us hearts to understand and to believe we thank you for it in Jesus name Amen. amen honor the Lord the scripture says honor the Lord the word in the Hebrew there translated honor comes from the word kavod, which literally means glory. Glory the Lord. Or glorify the Lord. And if you dig a little deeper, that word glory literally means to make heavy. To make heavy. When it's used as a noun, it means heavy. When it's used as a verb, it means to make heavy. Make God Heavy. Honor the Lord means to make God heavy. Now, the question is, how, what does it mean to make God heavy? One of the um, joyful things that we tend to do as a culture, or some cultures tend to, to do, is when, when there's a, um, a graduation ceremony yeah. and uh, somebody is graduating high school or college and uh, in some cultures you make lays out of money and you put it around their necks yeah. and it starts to get heavy. It's like you're making them heavy with money. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're, you're glorifying this person. It's like you're honoring the achievement that they, they have just achieved something so grand and you are adorning them for the achievement. That's one example of what it means to make somebody heavy. The only problem with that example is that typically when you are honoring somebody's achievement in that way, it is the greater who is honoring the lesser. It's a charitable act. It's an adult giving something to a child or to a young adult. An older adult blessing a younger adult, and we tend to get it twisted. We tend to get honor and compassion mixed up. You know, my uh, when I first traveled to Israel in 1995, I was barely actually—I was 18 years old, um, somewhere between my freshman and sophomore years of college. My father recognized one of the other older men on the tour, on the team, and he said, he took him aside, took me aside and said, this is my son, would you please watch out for him? And uh, Dr. John Cleveland was his name. And throughout the entire trip, Dr. Cleve took me under his wing. And he bought me meals. And, uh, you know, he just watched out for me. He made sure I had what I need. And if I was ever lacking in any way, he took care of me. That was not honor. That was compassion. There's a difference between honor and compassion. Compassion is a hand down or a hand out to someone who's in need. It comes out of love. Honor is a completely different impetus. Honor has nothing to do with need. honor the lord not have compassion on the lord because you know help help a god out <laughs> you know sometimes the lord just needs some help the lord don't need no help the problem with us americans is that we typically it's easy to move us with compassion it's not easy to teach us honor Do you realize that we Americans, we actually give more toward benevolence or compassion around the world than I think any other country in the world? Because we'll give a hand down. Because it makes us feel bigger to give down. And don't get me wrong, it's great, it's good. Benevolence is good. Compassion is good. Matter of fact, God spoke a lot about it. He said, if you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord. Jesus said, I was sick and you visited me. I was hungry and you fed me. I'm not saying that compassion is wrong. I'm saying that there's a distinction between compassion and honor. And we tend to get it mixed up when we approach God and when we approach the way in which we honor the Lord. We tend to think about it in the same way in which we would give to a homeless person. In the same way in which we would put a wreath of dollars around a child's neck who just graduated from the 8th grade. Good job. You're a good god. You're such a good Jesus. Here's here's $50. Get yourself something nice. Congratulations Jesus. You made it another year. Honor the Lord. Honor means to set above. Compassion sets you above. And there's a humility in compassion too. You you have to sometimes, listen, compassion, you have to, there's a humble way to stand over someone in compassion and lift them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the ultimate pride is to stand over someone who actually stands over you. And try to lift them up. Yeah. To try to show compassion upon someone who actually should be showing compassion upon you. Honor the Lord. Yeah. Honor. Um, one example I can think of was, <coughs> excuse me. I ran into Bill Johnson at Starbucks randomly in Pasadena. And I couldn't help myself. So I bought his coffee. Just, I just bought his coffee. He didn't need me to buy his coffee. The man definitely don't need, didn't need me to buy his coffee but I bought coffee for him and his wife. That's called honor, not compassion. Oh, there's poor little Bill Johnson. Let me help him out with this. No, I bought the man's coffee. And then I said, "Can you pray for me?" <laughs> I know I did it. Yes, I know. I probably shouldn't have. The man was just there to get some coffee. And he prayed the quickest prayer. He was you can tell the man was tired. The man is tired of praying for folks. And I sat there and cried and he left. That was small, but it was honor. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Make the Lord heavy. Make the Lord heavy. Adorn the Lord. Find something to adorn the Lord with. Now, this message is actually not primarily about money. Honor the Lord with your possessions, it says here in the NKJV. In the NIV, it says, honor the Lord with your substance. The word in the Hebrew is hon. And the, 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 uh, what the word, what's the word I'm looking for? The word has more to do with the totality of the value system of your life. Not just your money. The totality of the value system of your life. Meaning everything that you find valuable in this world, in this life, is your home, your substance. Honor the Lord with the totality of the value system of your life. Meaning everything of value in your life becomes An instrument of the weightiness of God. An instrument of the glorification of God. Where Paul says glorify God in your body, it means that in everything that you do have and find value in in this life, you have an opportunity to make God weighty. To adorn him with it. To put it as a lay around his neck. To honor him with it. Not because he needs it. Yeah. Not as compassion. But as honor. Yeah. Honor God with your substance. Yeah. Now, this is about to get just a little bit deeper. Okay. Matthew 624. Matthew 624, Jesus says, No one can serve two masters. Either he will, hate, he will love the one and despise the other, or he will cling to the one and reject the other. And then he explains what he's talking about. You cannot serve God and mammon, not money, mammon. What is mammon? Mammon is an Aramaic term. That is translated wealth or possessions. Which once again has to do with the totality of everything that you find valuable. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now the first thing is, in, in charismatic Christianity, we've made mammon a demonic spirit. You talk about the spirit of mammon. Mammon is not a demonic spirit. All of us have mammon. And the proof of it is you're wearing clothes right now. You say, I've got zero mammon. Then you'd be butt naked. And you would have starved to death a long time ago. Your clothes are part of your mammon. Your food is part of your mammon. The car that you got here in is part of your mammon. You say, well, I don't have a car. The bus that you got here in is part of your mammon. The Uber that you rode here in is part of your mammon. The glasses that you're wearing is part of your mammon. The shoes on your feet, it's part of your mammon. This chair that you're sitting in is part of your mammon. The home that you live in is part of your mammon. Your relationships are part of your mammon. The point of Matthew 6.24 is not that you should not possess any mammon, but that you cannot serve God and mammon. And understand that the word serve is important. Understanding the meaning of the term serve. Because when your wife wakes you up at 11 o'clock tonight and says, can you go get me a glass of water? And Mm-mm, man cannot serve two masters. I serve God. mm The word serve there literally means to To slave. To be owned by. I can get my wife a glass of water, but I can't be owned by her. I can make her dinner, but I can't be owned by her. What's the distinction? I can serve her with my life until she tries to get me to break one of God's commandments. When I have to choose between allegiance to her and obedience to God. Now, it's like Adam and Eve in the garden. Eat the fruit. Who are you owned by, Adam? Are you owned by your wife or are you owned by God? You can't be owned by both. But you can serve your wife. You can wash all the dishes she needs you to wash. You can do all... You can do all the laundry she needs you to do. Don't use that verse to get out of doing anything that she needs you to do. Is she asking you to sin? If she's not asking you to sin, then that verse doesn't apply. You can't be owned by two masters, and it's the same thing. You see, the, the verse is not saying you can't have a job, but I can't be owned by my job. I can't be owned by my money. And so if my money is telling me that I can't come to the house of God to worship, that's a problem. If my money is telling me that that I don't have time to serve God anymore, if my money is putting me in precarious positions where I'm going to compromise my faith, that's a problem. Now I'm being owned by my money instead of being owned by the Lord. You can't serve two masters. Can't serve God and your mammon at the same time. Now in the Babylonian Talmud, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5 says honor, uh, sorry, that you shall love the Lord your God with all of your mind and all of your heart and all of your mammon. You shall love the Lord your God With all of your mammon. And applied to this verse here in Proverbs 3, 9. Honor the Lord with your mammon. That is, all of your mammon. How do you know that you're not serving it when you make it serve the Lord? Did you see that? How do you know that you're not serving it when you make it serve the Lord? When every aspect of value in your life becomes an instrument of the, glorific- of the glorification of the Lord. When the question in every aspect of you, how do I glorify God in this area of my life? How do I make God weighty in this area of my life? How do I honor God in this area of my life? Honor the Lord with your substance, with your being, with everything of value yeah. and this is you know the the giving of tithes and offerings is a metaphor yeah. because when you give your tithe and your offerings you lose something meaning in order to honor God you got to lose something you got to submit something to him and walk away from it It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor, and if I don't do that very well in the realm of my money, I tend not to do it very well in other areas as well. Because if I'm honoring God in my relationship with my non-wife, non-husband, girlfriend, slash boyfriend, i got to walk away from some stuff that I otherwise could have had i got to say no to some stuff that I otherwise would have said yes to, meaning I'm going to lose some stuff. I'm going to lose access to some things. I've got to say no to some things that I otherwise would have said yes to. It's a loss. In every area of my life where I honor God, I'm laying something on the altar. Sacrificing. Offering something Honor God with your substance. And here's what the natural mind says. The natural mind says that honoring God is a net loss. That the, the moment I put my tithe or my offering in the plate, never get that back. It's gone. The natural mind, and I'll just be, probably, probably too much information, but I can think back on circumstances like when I was in high school, young ladies that I said no to, and the natural mind thinks back to those moments and says, what would have happened if I'd have said yes? Maybe I missed out on something there. Maybe I missed an opportunity there. That's what the flesh says. Because the flesh says that honoring God is a net loss. You're always losing something to honor God. Which is exactly what the serpent said to Eve in the garden. Not eating this fruit is a net loss. It's something God is keeping from you or God is taking from you and he doesn't give you anything in return. He takes from you and that's the end of the story. It's not the end of the story. It's not even the beginning of the story. The beginning of the story is he gives to you the very thing that he asks you to surrender to him. And then what he gives you on the other side of your obedience is far superior to the thing that you surrendered to him. That's That's why you need verse 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Verse 10, so shall your barns be filled with plenty and your vats burst with new wine. Meaning that at every area of your life in which God calls you to honor him at a new level, he's trying to qualify you for new blessing. Sat down last night and I took some inventory. I took some inventory of my life. And some areas in my life where I need to honor God more consistently. And I made some decisions for 2024. The hard thing about making a decision is that I become acutely aware of the cost. Man, that's painful. It's gonna cost me something. It's gonna cost me something. What we need is a spirit of faith. It's like we believe what I find is that by and large, we Christians believe in Proverbs three nine, but we do not believe in Proverbs three ten. If I gave you three nine, but did not give you three ten, you would have still said Amen. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of your increase. I could have stopped there. We know that we're supposed to honor God. We know that we're supposed to obey God. But we have a hard time believing that he has destined us for blessing on the other side of our obedience. And every time he calls me to a new level of obedience, I have a hard time believing that there's blessing on the other side of it. The only thing I can see is that I'm going to lose a little bit more sleep because of the time that I have to wake up in the morning to do this. How tired I'm going to be. That's the only thing I can see. What it's going to cost me. Mm. Lord, give us eyes to see. Give us new vision. It's just becoming so simple to me. Mm. You know? It's just so simple. The Christian life is so simple. Draw near to God, and what? And he will draw near to you. It's that simple, isn't it? Draw near to God, and he will draw near unto you. I mean, do you feel worn out and isolated and and like, are you struggling? Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. It's that simple, right? Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Wait on the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall do this. He shall make your righteousness break forth like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Humble yourself under God's mighty hand, and he shall exalt you in due time. It's so simple. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of your increase. God wants to teach us how to create an individual culture for my life, for each of our lives, of honoring God. A culture of honoring God with my whole life. Because if I create, if each of us creates a culture of honoring God with our whole lives, he creates a culture of blessing us with his whole life. And God has blessings in store for you in 2024. That's not even a question. He's got great blessings in store for you in 2024. It's not even a question. The only thing is a question is will we set our hearts on honoring God? Honoring God with our whole hearts, with our whole soul, with our whole mind, with all that is within us? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Two short sermons in a row. Don't worry, I'm going to get you next week.
1: (laughs) Father, we thank you that you deserve all the honor and the glory from your sons and daughters and you are setting us up for 2024 you are giving us a new perspective new glasses of honor God you've taught us in the past to live with a new perspective of thankfulness God new perspective of upgrade blessings but this year this coming year in 2024 you are giving us a set of new glasses and it's called honor Father, as we live out 2024, honoring you with all of our substance, God, in every situation, will you allow us to decide in what way can I honor you here? In what way, God, the decision I have to make, what decision will honor you Father, that we would ask that question every step of the way and live our 2024 honoring our God, making you weighty, God, glorifying you with all of our lives, Lord. But in order for us to do that well, to make you weighty, to honor you rightly, God, we got to leave behind some judgments that we have in our hearts God we tend to judge who is worthy of our honor and we withhold honor when we think they don't deserve we withhold our compassion when we think they don't deserve but often Lord what you're saying in order for us to live 2024 with the perspective of honor we gotta lay down judgment judgment. Am I worthy? Are you worthy? Is he worthy? Is she worthy? I want you to just ask the Lord that in what area have I held judgment? Some of you, it's relationship. Some of you, it's in your workplace. Some of you, I don't know, it's finances. Maybe certain areas where you hold judgment you judge. You do pros and cons. You think, if I do this, if I give this. If I withhold this, if I release this. If I, you you make judgment. And I'm, when I said judgment, I'm not even talking about judging other people. I'm talking about you make your own judgment. And often we withhold honor where the honor is due. So will you just spend just a few minutes? Since Benjamin preached short, we have this time to just just ponder, to to linger in the presence of God so that we would finish 2023 well. So right now, ask the Lord, God, in what areas have I with have I been withholding honor? Holy Spirit, we ask that you would shine your light upon every place in our hearts and our minds. And sometimes when some of you, you feel like I see it, but I don't know how to change it. But the good news is this, you don't have to change it. You just have to bring it to God. You just have to acknowledge it and acknowledge God In this area, God, this is really difficult area for me to withhold judgment. We just spend just, I don't know, 20 more seconds just surrendering. I surrender this. I surrender this person. I surrender this struggle in my mind. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. And I acknowledge you, God. You are worthy. You are worthy to be honored with all my substance. Father, I pray that in 2024, you would make each one of us your sons and daughters of honor. That we honor others, not because they deserve it, but just because we are a people of honor. That we honor you in all of our decisions. We honor you on a day-to-day. We honor you in our workplaces. We honor you in our relationship. May 2024 be the year where you are glorified, where we have made you weighty, where we honor you in all that we do, in all that we say. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Will you arise with me? Pray for your pastor. <laughs> in Jesus' name, oh my goodness. Maybe you want Jasmine to come. You okay? All right.
0: Okay, I'm gonna. I want to bless you. So we just
1: lift your hands. Lift your hands here. You know, there's a tradition in Korean culture on the New Year's Day, January first. The young people come, and we bow to our parents, our grandparents, and this is what we say. 새해 mani 많이 Which means, may you be abundantly blessed in the new year. So we show honor by bowing, and we bless them with our words. Then, the older people that receive the honor, you know what we do? We give them an envelope with some money. When you honor, you receive blessing. And so the the, the young people receive the blessing, uh, receive the gift. And then, not only money, we, the adults release blessings. May you be healthy in the new year. May you have lots of kids. May you have, I don't know, they just bless. They release blessings. And that's the thing. The reason why I feel like God's speaking to us about this word honor for 2024 is because there's so much that God has prepared. He wants to release into your life. He wants wants to fill your barns. He wants your vats to overflow with his blessings. And he needs an access to release it, which is through honor. You understand? Which is through honor. So with your hands... I want you to honor God. The area that God is saying, I want you to honor me in your relationship with your husband this year. Even when you feel like he doesn't deserve, I want you to honor him with your words. I want you to honor him with your service. Do something more for him. I don't know, maybe for you, God is saying, honor me with your finances maybe some of you honor me with your time honor me with your thinking that you don't allow negativity to remain in your mind that you will quickly honor the Lord by changing shifting your mindset I don't know it's all different for each one of you I want you to make that decision that in this area I want to honor you I'm going to give you 20 more seconds To talk to God. God, I want to honor you. In 2024, I want to honor you in this area. Whatever area the Holy Spirit is, enlightening. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. All that is within me, bless the Lord. In 2024, I want to bless you, Lord. I want to honor you, Lord, in my relationships with all my substance. Come on. Come on. Make the decision that in 2024, you're going to honor the Lord. And as you honor him, just imagine yourself just bowing down like a little Korean kid. You're like, before God, at, at the altar, you just bow before him. And you he say, hey, oh, God bless you, God. I honor you, Lord. And as you as you honor the Lord, I want you to receive now his gifts, his blessings. And this is what we do. Every year, I hear one word from the Lord. And that is a gift and a blessing that God is blessing each one of us with. I want you to listen for 20, 30 seconds. Listen to that one word that he's promising you for 2024. Healing. Restoration. I don't know. Breakthrough. Destiny. Receive that one word. And as you receive that one word of promise, blessings, gift from the Lord, may you be rooted, anchored in that one word that you received from the Lord today. That 2024, you will not be thrown back and forth no matter what happens because you have an anchor, which is Christ and his promises. So 2024, Lord, we're going to live from your gift, your blessing. In 2024, Lord, we're going to honor you. All that we think, say, and do. May you be honored and glorified. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. May you end 2023 well and welcome the new year with joy and gladness and thanksgiving. Amen? God bless you.